you're back wrestling shed live episode 10 thank you guys for joining us uh, my name is chad everard and with me as always is my wonderful panel mr Corey Weir. thank you for joining us yet again how you doing Corey? Ten times. 10 times baby good to have you man uh brother 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 harry Weir, back in the house with nice graphics going on how's this it going buddy doing good doing good how's everybody doing tonight not bad, not bad, man. Not bad. It's a little, uh, a little warm in my apartment. You'll have to excuse me for my uh, little bit of glare I got going there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're also joined, of course, by Mr. Brett Butler, Mr. Wonderful Junior, down in the bottom corner. How's it going, Brett, buddy? Great to be back, boys. Feels like I've been gone for gone for a long time. There's only one show, but hey, yeah, we missed you last week, buddy. Good to have you back, man, for sure. Uh, fellas, we got a big show. Big show coming up. Uh, lots of stuff to cover for anyone who's watching. There was a lot of stuff that went down this past week in the WWE, AEW, and everywhere beyond. Uh, the biggest news stories of the day, we're going to run down off the top here now. We got five big uh, news stories we're going to quickly run down, and then we're going to get into all the TVs and uh, all the other happenings of the week. So to start it out, number one, guys, Jimmy Uso. What's the thoughts on Jimmy Uso, guys? Uh, this past week, he had his third or fourth. I'm not 100% sure. I should have double-checked on this, but uh, it's at least his third. Could be his fourth, but second in, in as many years. Uh, unfortunately, his breath uh, test came back at 0.202 and 0.205. Now, the limit in Florida is 0.08. So that was uh, obviously three times the amount. And like I said, this is not his first time. Um, Very disappointing, honestly. Very disappointing. I'm not a big uh, Uso fan, but at the same time, they were uh, involved in probably the top story in the WWE right now. So uh, this guy should have been a little more responsible, obviously, more ways than one. Uh, who wants to start out the thoughts on Mr. Jimmy Uso this week? How about you, Corey? What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, Jimmy Uso is obviously somebody who has a lot of history uh, with substance abuse issues. Uh, you know, he seems like the kind of guy that when he was off screen uh, for the last year or more, you know, these issues probably should have started to be addressed. Um, you know, hearing you know, how high he blew. You know, maybe he got confused and he thought that they were auditioning for a new 205 Live <laughs> inside 205 Drive. I don't know. But my problem with the situation, too, is that I hope he gets some help. But the fact that he's on WWE programming and continues to be a part of their major storyline with Roman Reigns uh, is setting a poor example uh, to the public in that, you know, they know that this guy got arrested. He has a substance abuse problem. Um and now it's trickled over to the point where on Twitter, uh, people started attacking Naomi, and she had to yeah. activate her Twitter account because of racial, uh, you know, things that were said against her. Uh, it's a really poor situation, uh, something that WWE needs to get a handle on and address. Uh, he should definitely be taken out of the uh, out of the storyline. And you know, I think that it speaks to WWE creative being lazy. Uh, there's definitely ways that they can write him off. Uh, you know, have him attacked, taken off of the program, not have him involved. They don't seem to be interested in doing that. 
Um, and it's a really poor example to be setting for people who are watching the show uh, and know of the issues that he's had uh, over the last few years. Absolutely. Very disappointing. And I mean, obviously he's uh, what they say now is intricate to the storylines of what's going on with Roman and everything like that. But God damn it. Take him off week for, or take him off TV for at least a week to show that you're maybe even making an effort or, I mean, we can't jump to conclusions either. We don't know the full story. Perhaps he is going through rehab or something like that. But I don't know, guys. Uh, on the surface, it's just not a good look for WWE. What do you think, Harry? What are your thoughts on Mr. Uso? Um, well, I mean, what worries me the most about it is, it's like, you know, he's been arrested for this now for four times that we know about. What about all the times that he did it and he didn't get caught? Because clearly that's something he's probably going at, like, all the time. I mean, he's endangering people. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's the thing. And I, and I don't want to throw around the word that he's an alcoholic, but don't, that's a sure sign of an alcoholic right there. Driving when you're drunk and continuously doing so. I mean, I've had family members, and I'm sure there's people out there that are watching that I've also known people to do it. And it's it's a, I don't know if it's a, a cry for help, but it's definitely something that, that has to be uh, nipped in the bud one way or another. Brett, what do you think? Yeah, I, guys, I think you're hitting the, the hit the nail on the head there with that. You know, like sometimes when it comes to people who have that problem, they don't think they have a problem. So, you know, uh, and he, to be honest with you, like I hope there is something more to this because me seeing him on SmackDown, like all this bullshit about the wellness policy and, you know, like they pick and choose to seem to, you know, if it's steroids, this, he would have been he wouldn't have been on TV. I can guarantee that. So I, I just I just think that you know they kind of got to draw a line with it, um, you know there are, there is two Uso brothers. You can just say one got <laughs> one got hurt, or you know it's not it, they're not hard guys to uh, re- rewrite or write off a story. But uh, you know I don't know maybe they I don't know it's, they even they even had the opportunity this week to take care of it. They they could have had Edge brutalize him and write him off of television. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't get that from the end of the show. So, no. and apparently, you know, from what I read, is that you know they don't plan on punishing him at all. Um, it's really, really poor taste and lack of concern from WWE. Yeah, it's a really bad look. And I mean, you could you think back to two thousand and six. Uh, Rob Van Dam was the WWE slash ECW champion, and he, of course, got pulled over with Sabu, and they were. Uh, doing marijuana in the car and they were driving recklessly or whatever and had some paraphernalia in the car. RVD was stripped of the title a week later. Yeah. He faced the consequence, but I don't know. I guess it all depends who you're uh, related to, perhaps. I was just going to bring that up. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. RVD and Sabu, not related to The Rock. <laughs> you, watch, you watch the belts beyond those the Usos ASAP. Mm-hmm. I can promise you that. You can drive drunk. You can walk around, hurt people in the ring. You can do whatever you want, as long well, as you're in that family. We'll get into SmackDown a little bit later, but of course, uh, through jigs and reels, they uh, set up a six-man tag for next week. So perhaps that's the uh, intricate storyline that they have planned that they didn't exactly want to <laughs> walk out on. But Edge and the Mysterios will take on the Usos and Roman on the live SmackDown on Friday, but. Uh, speaking of SmackDown, probably the MVP of SmackDown, or even perhaps MVP of WWE over the past year in this pandemic uh, era, 
Bailey unfortunately came down with uh, some bad news this past weekend on Friday morning, Friday afternoon. Uh, it was announced that Bailey has suffered a very serious uh, injury. Her MCL or ACL, I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it's her ACL. Uh, got torn while training at the PC this past week for her big match against Bianca Belair at uh, Money in the Bank. Horrible. Nine months. Bailey is going to be out. And uh, uh, it's horrible to hear anyone getting injured, but this one really sucks, guys. I'm a huge fan of Bailey. And it's gonna be bad going forward without her. The roster is already a little, a little, a lot thin. So without her, it's just uh, it's gonna be brutal. What do you think, Brett? Well, um, you know, preluding to what you just said, there, Dan. I think the NXT invasion, uh, female invasion, is gonna happen on SmackDown, which is gonna already happen. It's too bad, man. This is her time to shine. Uh, she was one of. The, she probably is the strongest character, Mike Wise in ring. Uh, re- reinvented herself. You know, when she first came as like that bad Bailey, I was just like, eh, we've seen this before. But then with the, with the comedy bit of it, the WrestleMania part, at first when she came out, I was just like, what? And then when she was interacting with all the stars and like, she never skipped a beat. That was one thing with her. Like she looks, it made it look so natural. And then we already know the in-ring town steer. So hopefully they'll, they'll figure out, well, creative probably won't, but she'll figure out. Uh, she'll be on TV. Like she'll be still kicking around. Ding okay. dong, you know. Ding dong will be happening every now and then, and so yeah, we'll see. And one good thing about this, Sasha Banks got to come out of her, you know, crawl space and be around now. So it's it's not a bad thing. So to me, my opinion is, you take Bailey, put Sasha back in there, work the, you know, work that angle with Bianca for a while. I guess if you like Sasha versus Bianca, we're probably going to be getting a big heavy dose of that. Perhaps. I mean, there's only so many people or so many women to go around on that roster. So uh, someone's got to step up. Definitely someone has to step up on that roster. So, Harry, who would you like to see step up and maybe not fill the role of Bailey because it's kind of impossible to fill that role? But who do you think should actually step up? Well, I mean, you know, like Brett said, it leaves the door wide open for Sasha Banks' return. Uh, outside of that, I could possibly see them maybe moving Becky Lynch onto SmackDown. Uh, uh, overall, I don't think so. I think she's more cut out to be on Raw uh, if, when and if she comes back. Uh, from the current roster, it really seems like Liv Morgan is going to step up. They seem to be going in that direction. Yeah. I mean, they've been uh, constantly featuring Liv over the past few weeks, so they might have a little something built up uh, for her, so you never know. Uh, Corey, what do you think, man? Who do you think is going to step in there and supposedly well, fill the void? Yeah, I think they started to address that on Friday. I know that they put up a promo of uh, Tony Storm moving over to SmackDown, so I think that she'll probably fill in that gap temporarily. Uh, it's sad to see Bailey, you know, in this situation, you know, somebody who really was like, you know, the MVP of the COVID era, uh, you know, and she's so effective at her job that I actually found myself not believing that she was injured. I actually thought it was just going to be a fake out and that she was actually going to turn up and attack Bianca. Uh, even when they said like they had her on camera and she was recording something, I legitimately thought that it wasn't real. <laughs> um the irony is not lost on me that she, apparently she injured herself during the mandatory return to touring training that they were offering at the, uh, the performance center. So if they hadn't uh, 
gone through with that, you know, she'd probably be still kicking around. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a, a lot of female talent that could move up uh, from NXT even. Uh, but I do think that probably Tony Storm uh, and Shotzi and Tegan showed up on SmackDown this week. Uh, so they're, you know, filling out the roster. But Liv Morgan is the one that's been seeming to get a lot of attention uh, in the push for uh, Money in the Bank. So and there's, there's enough there to fall back on for now. Uh, like I say, it'll probably hurry along, Sasha having to return or Becky even. Um, but time will tell. Uh, so I think they're in good hands in terms of filling out, you know, the absence that'll be felt by Bailey. Um, so we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, horrible timing though. Horrible, horrible timing. I mean, this woman's put her all into uh, improving the product over the past over the year, over the past year or more. And now that they're finally going back in front of the live fans, not on the road, mm. brutal. Like yeah. Brett said, hopefully they'll she'll still be back and uh, still be around. Sorry. And do her uh, talk show and stuff like that. Yeah, I so, tell you, they'd be they'd be cracking up to put her in the booth with Michael Cole. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? that'd be gold, gold right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, also in WWE land, a uh, little bit of news about John Cena rumbling around this past week. Uh, actually, he's been rumored for the past month or so that he's coming back for SummerSlam. But uh, recently, it's been announced that he's filming a movie. Uh, what's the name of it? Anyone know? Argyle, I believe. Yeah, Argyle. Is the Argyle. Yeah. Uh, which will be filming in or started filming in August. So a lot of people were thrown around the possibility that John Cena may not be available for SummerSlam. However, Dave Meltzer and the crew at Wrestling Observer have confirmed this past weekend that John Cena will be involved in SummerSlam. It doesn't say exactly what he'd be doing, but nine chances out of ten, he will be available. So uh, we will be seeing Cena for a change, perhaps uh, a little sooner than uh, maybe a lot of people think. Brett, what do you think about Mr. Cena back on the scene? You know what? Uh, I love John Cena. You know, and there's a lot of people don't, but uh, he's he is the last superstar. You know, when you look at it, and I don't, you know, people can argue that, he can come back. You can put the belt on him. People will boo him. They'll do the John Cena sucks. You know, John Cena chants. Um, you know, he, I can't blame the guy. Like, mon the movie's obviously making the guy more money. He's like Rock Jr. Like, he's just doing everything that The Rock did. Um, you know, like, he'll come back, and you don't have to put a belt on him. You can just – he will sell pay-per-views. He will put butts in the seats if yeah. he – goes i don't say he'll do any live shows for him but if he goes to a live show maybe that medicine square garden show is something that he might show up at like he you know they're, if they're going to use him you'll just it'll be like john cena week it's like nwo week now every time you put wwe networks nwo on it'll be every time you put a wwe network on it will or sorry a show john cena will be over some way somehow some storyline i wouldn't imagine they'll just be like John Cena is appearing a lot tonight because usually they, got, they don't got no storylines. Or they'll yeah. just flat out and say John Cena versus this person at SummerSlam. No reason, just because it's John Cena and just because that person needs a match. So, Yeah, it's kind of hard because, uh, I don't know, I can't criticize WWE too much, or can I? Because, uh, <laughs> I don't know, it feels like they're they're – lacking in star power and the people that they've been supposedly building up they haven't built up so it's almost going back to old hat again like well let's just get cena you know what i'm saying like Corey, what do you think about that 
Yeah, it's totally true. I totally agree with what Brett said. Cena really does feel like the last real mainstreamly known WWE superstar that they've produced. They're people who aren't just wrestling fans would know. Um, so having him come back when the company is hurting for stars that they haven't really grown into the position where they could rival uh, Roman properly uh, seems like a good idea. After trying to play off SummerSlam as being bigger than WrestleMania this year, and they really need that name appeal, really you can only turn to two people, uh, John Cena and Brock Lesnar. Uh, so having Cena involved, timing worked out. You know, the movie won't uh, interfere apparently with his appearance. I imagine we'll probably see some tape segments probably leading up to it, uh, as they did with The Rock. Um, and then, you know, we'll get the match with SummerSlam. Um, I'm a fan of Cena when he was in the company. Um, I like the fact that, uh, you know, everybody used to pick on him because he used to pick on people for being part-timers and then he wound up being one himself. Uh, so that's not lost on me. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm a fan of Cena. You know, he has that appeal that, uh, you know, you either really don't like him or you really do like him. Uh, and he's well known. So, uh, good on WWE for getting him back and involved. Yeah, I can't blame WWE for trying to get back to big stars. I mean, they have a huge stadium in Las Vegas to fill for SummerSlam this year, which is on a Saturday, by the way, for anyone who hasn't realized. Uh, first ever SummerSlam on Saturday, I'm pretty sure. Uh, there's, a Manny, there's a Manny Pacquiao fight that same weekend. And, is it? Yeah, and that's the reason why they – and even the time for it, they, I think it's an earlier time, if I'm not mistaken, just so okay. they can fit in because whatever – I don't know, one of my buddies who's right into boxing was like, oh, man, it's because of Manny Pacquiao fight. And I was like, oh, really? Like, he still fights? Yeah. And, like, that's still mm -hmm. a big deal. But, yeah, so supposedly, and they're just, as you said, that stadium got a newness to it. That The Oakland Raiders are going to play there. Las Vegas Raiders will play there this year. So they're trying to, man, good on them. Like, bring back yeah. whoever's around. Other than Olberg. I don't do what don't want no Olberg at SummerSlam. Don't bring him anymore. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately it's bringing a little rumor that if they can't get Brock, it might look I like Goldberg. So read that too. Um in your opinion, Harry, if you had to choose between probably Goldberg slash Lesnar or Cena, who would you uh, want for SummerSlam out of those three? Give me Goldberg. No, I'm just <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Cena all the way. Uh, <laughs> Cena all the way, no question, no question. About yeah, <laughs> I can't see anyone. Well, I can't say anyone, but anyone that has any self-respect don't want Goldberg in the ring right now. I'm sorry, guys. He's too old. He's just a nostalgia act. I don't know. He looks good, yeah, but he was never a great wrestler. I don't care what anyone says, but that's just my opinion. Um, moving on outside WWE, we're going to uh, – Go on to number four of the five uh, top uh, news stories of the week. MLW's Battle Riot went down on Saturday night. And if uh, you've been a fan of the show, we've been talking about it since the inception of this show. Uh, we were pretty uh, riled up for it, but got some disappointing news this past week that it wouldn't actually be shown on pay-per-view. However, uh, MLW owner and operator Court Bauer came out on Friday and mentioned that the show will be uh broadcast but not live it will be shown on being beaten sports in the states on july 24th so um trying to keep the spoilers a little bit uh away but you know can't resist talking about this a little bit so if anyone's watching and don't want to know anything about the show 
maybe skip ahead a little little bit, two or three <laughs> minutes. So, um, Corey, uh, you're the big MLW aficionado. Do you want to do a little quick rundown over uh, some of the points that went down over the weekend? Sure. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of matches that were not announced previously that happened on the show. Uh, MLW had a women's match, which was apparently really good, uh, with uh, Willow Nightingale and Ashley Vox, formerly from AEW. Um, they also had um, a new version of LAX debuted uh, yeah. at the show uh, with Conan, uh, which was interesting. Uh, Danny Limelight, formerly from AEW, is now being known as Rivera. Uh, Julia Smokes, who had been previously with uh, on the independent scene for years, and uh, Slice Boogie, uh, who was recently with NWA, reformed uh, or formed into a new version of LAX, apparently using the original's uh, theme song, uh, which got a real pop from the crowd. Uh, good to hear. Um, King Muertes uh, defeated Richard Holiday for the uh, IWA uh, Caribbean title. Uh, a really good match. Uh, Davey Richards defeated TJP in another outstanding contest. Um, Alex Hammerstone retained his title um, against Tom Lawler, and then he went on to win the Battle Riot. So it kind of sets off the whole year-long story that they've had uh, where, you know, uh, Fatu was being protected against Alex Hammerstone, uh, that his manager was picking his opponents and said that Halmerstone would never, ever be able to fight Fatu for the title. So they've got around that by having him win. Uh, should be a great contest. A few surprises in there, but apparently the standout match yeah. of the night was um, the luchadors that they've recently signed, Aramis uh, versus Aries. Apparently it was something really spectacular to behold. There's a few clips going around on uh, Twitter of a few of the moves that the guys have done, and it looks insane. So I highly recommend everybody check out the show uh, when it's available on July the 24th, so two weeks. So will that stuff be uh, shown on YouTube eventually like they did with the other past basketball yeah. My understanding is that it will be adopted into uh, an episode of MLW Fusion, which posts uh, on right. their TV show as well as on their site. Uh, but I think that when it airs in two weeks' time, it'll only be on BN Sports. Yeah, uh, it won't be available on the YouTube channel right away, but I'm sure there'll be other ways to view it if you don't happen to be a current BN Sports subscriber. <laughs> yes, of course. For us, uh, Wink. Canadians, <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah. yeah it sounds like a great show. Uh, we've been pretty pumped about it, but I will give uh, MLW a little bit of flack. Uh, feels like they're not exactly communicating a lot of this uh, scheduling and stuff a little bit. It seems like they could be doing it a bit better, in my opinion. Like I'm surprised that uh, yeah. Kurt Bauer hadn't had hadn't had pay per view plans in place for this. Um, knowing you know this is their first show back from the pandemic, having a live crowd really seemed like it was an opportunity. I mean, they don't do they've only had one real pay per view uh, in history since they've relaunched back in 2017. Yeah, that's um, right. But I mean, this seemed like a prime opportunity for them to have a pay per view uh, if they have a partnership with Fight TV. Um, so it was kind of disappointing <laughs> to find out that it wasn't going to be broadcast. It was. We really took the wind out of my sails on uh, Friday, I guess it was. We were leading up to the weekend because, I mean, I think a lot of people probably would have checked that out if it was available on pay-per-view. Oh, definitely. definitely would have, uh, you know, got at least the impact numbers, in my opinion, but <laughs> maybe not. We'll see. Um, 
Other than uh, MLW, uh, outside of the big bubble, we had another show last night, which was the Ring of Honor Best in the World show. Um, Harry, I'm not sure if you caught this, but I know Brett and Corey were watching uh, the majority of this show. I tried to catch up with most of it. I was watching it while doing some stuff in the background. But uh, from what I saw, guys, I was actually pretty impressed. Uh, not a hater on Ring of Honor by any means, but... Over the pandemic, they were kind of hard to watch. Uh, very dark, very dark atmosphere, and it was kind of boring, but not until they got to the Pure Tournament, which went on earlier this year. I uh, kind of liked that, but I, then I tuned out again. I haven't watched the TVs in quite quite a long time, so I was a little bit rusty with it. But from what I saw, I was really impressed. Um for anyone that didn't watch it, I recommend checking it out because it was probably one of the best ROH shows I've seen in a long time. Um, just to throw out a couple of quick results, Bandito actually beat Roosh for the ROH title in the main event. Uh, Dragon Lee defeated Tony Deppin for the television title. Uh, surprisingly, Brody King is getting a big push, as it seems as he defeated Jay Lethal very cleanly in the middle of the ring. Um, also, Chelsea Green, guys, showed up uh, for the women's uh, wrestling division. Marie Canellis came out and, and announced the brackets for the women's championship tournament, which will be going on later this month. Uh, it's going to be going on through the summer, actually. And, uh, yeah, Chelsea Green came out and it's kind of confusing at first because I wasn't sure if she was actually entered into the tournament. However, she's not cleared to wrestle, but I'm a hundred percent sure with that. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Ring of Honor, I'll give you a thumbs up for what I seen last night. For uh, for two of you guys that actually did watch the show, what did you think, Brett? I thought it. You know what? I kind of like yourself, Chad. I I would if it was on, I would throw it on. I would pay attention to it. Over the pandemic, um, I watched it once or twice, and I was like, this is really not for me. No, there was no matches that like really drew me to it. So when I flicked it on, it was Mike Bennett versus um, John, uh, Jonathan uh, Gieshan. and man, what a match! Yeah, like, if you Jonathan like Gretchen's if you if you like wrestling, and you look at like poor old Mike Bennett, which we all knew was, is a decent wrestler, um, like that was just such a great pure like it it the, the title says it all. It's pure wrestling. Yeah. And, you know, like, for, that was my first time seeing a pure wrestling. So, at first, I was kind of like, okay, why are these three bars down below? And then you caught on pretty quick and how they pin each other. And um, yeah. I don't think they went by the rules, for say, totally. But, wow, like, what a great match. Like, even, like, it's just pure wrestling. Like, even, like, the finish. Um, you know, he, he got him two or three uh, finishers on him. His leg was outside the ring. It counted as his last... Uh, rope break and he won again like that's that's awesome and then it was kind of random when he came back for uh, a tag match like you know yeah. pretty quick after it I was just like geez the poor fella probably gets paid nothing and now he's, he gotta be he gotta be on the show twice and he took some bumps in that tag team match yeah. that's one thing like those guys after the match like they must just all go into cold uh, showers or ice tubs because the, the way that Man, the way that Dragon Lee and that Denning guy were hitting each other. Oh, my God. And, like, ROH is the type of thing, like, you look at the, the card, you're like, okay, EC3, heard of you. Flip Gordon, heard of you. 
I never really heard of standing guy, but wow, like good on him, man. Like he showed up last night. He got the shit kicked out of him, but he, he made it look great. You know, we did lose the belt. Uh, and a certain thing too, like this dragon, dragon Lee's amazing. Like, why was, yeah. what are, what's him and Bandino doing in ROH? Like it blows my mind how like these, like WWE or, uh, AEW haven't signed these guys. I know they were Bandino had a cup of tea, um, you know, before it was AEW, like the all out, uh, pay-per-view. I'm pretty sure the first one they had, Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, like, wow. And even like that championship match, classic heel. Trying to get himself disqualified, like the hero, you know, the hero uh, gets the shit kicked out of him. But they had an amazing match. Like it's one of those things that you know. I'm glad. I'm just glad I watched it because I'll be watching it again. Let's That's what say. I thought too. Exactly what I thought, Brett. When I was watching, I was like, I got to start watching more of this stuff, especially during that uh, Grisham and Mike Bennett match. Wow. Because I didn't even know it was on the card, and I'm sorry I left it out with my little recap there at the beginning, but that match sold me. That match there alone sold me because it was total psychology, the pure tournament rules with the rope breaks and stuff. But those two guys, and I mean, Mike Bennett, like you said, who was completely misused in WWE, and I mean, we won't get into that because that's a list longer than Young Street. So, <laughs> well, just getting into the actual pure wrestling, it hooked me, man, because that's what we're missing. We're missing the actual old school style wrestling with submissions and reversals and stuff like that. So, uh, Corey, I knew you knew you. I know you watched it, so I'll get to you in one second. But Harry, did you manage to check out any of it? And if not, would you be willing to watch Ring of Honor? I always feel like I'm the kid who gets hot gets caught when he doesn't do his homework. Because <laughs> if, if anyone hasn't watched it, it's usually me. Um, That's I wrong. would have watched it, not for lack of trying, uh, but I just couldn't get it to work uh, yeah. there for me. But, yes, I, I totally would have watched it if I had the chance. When's the last time you watched Ring of Honor? Oh, my goodness. Well, sometimes I usually watch the like the weekly shows. Actually. Yeah, they come on syndication. So, yeah. So, like, the Fight Network got, got all that stuff on it, so... Yeah, the Fight app actually got all the old episodes, so if you do miss any on TV and stuff, anyone out there watching, you can just pop that on and catch up right away. And, I mean, like I said, I think I might be going back to watch some of that stuff and some of the pure tournament matches that I missed. So, yeah. Uh, Corey, what were your big highlights of the night? Because I know you said it was probably one of the best ROH shows you've you've seen in a long time, too. Oh, I went further than that. I think in terms of uh, the in-ring product that they had last night, it was the best show I've watched the year. Uh, yeah. It was the best wrestling show that I've seen. Uh, aside from the two matches that were on, the free hour that they gave out to everybody, uh, yeah. Ray Oris against uh, Flamita, it was okay. <laughs> it was just your standard Luchador stuff. And then PCO and Dan Housen against the Bouncers. You know, <laughs> that wasn't anything great to write home about either. I don't understand why Dan Housen is so popular. The don't internet loves him, man. All. The internet loves him. <laughs> I don't know why. Apparently, I did some reading about him later, and apparently his, his idea for his character is if Conan O'Brien was possessed by a demon, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> like, okay, I can see that. But um, after that, once the show started, and you had the Briscoes against PJ Black and Brian Johnson, the Briscoe brothers are, without a doubt, the best tag team on the planet. Uh, they actually get in there and they scare the crap out of me. Like, 
I believe that they would get in there and beat me up. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that about any other tag team or wrestler like on television currently on either of the big two. Uh, you know, aside from Miro, I mean, I think he would probably beat the crap out of me for real. Uh, but James and Mark Briscoe, man, they just look like they would throw fists first and ask questions later. I right. mean, they got in there, and the match they had was incredible. Yeah. Uh, EC3 and Flip Gordon had a good match. Didn't uh, catch that. Flip Gordon, the anti-vaxxer himself, of course, spit in the face of EC3 at the end of it, clearly right in his face not giving a damn about COVID whatsoever. Uh, Shane Taylor Productions retained the, the uh, trios tag title match against uh, returning Dalton Castle. And there's yeah. a couple of buddies. I can't remember who they are. <laughs> I think it was Draper and some other guy. Um, you know, decent match. It's always a spectacle. I, I love Dalton Castle just because he's so funny. Um, but Shane Taylor Productions, those guys are just absolute beasts. They remind me of like AOP, like, you know, the really big guys who can move, uh, you know, great match. Uh, Josh Woods uh, beat Silas Young in a last man standing match. The end of that match where they went through the table on the outside, I'm almost positive Silas Young cracked his head on the pavement. Not 100% sure, but it looked devastating. It was the right move that should end the match like that, and the guy didn't get up, right? So. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, match of the night was definitely uh, Gresham against Mike Bennett. Uh, That pure wrestling, I mean, they've had those, uh, the tournament that they had to crown Gresham as the champion throughout the last year was really the only thing that I think that ROH produced that was good uh, last year. It seemed like you said earlier, you were talking about the weekly shows. They're all dimly lit, and they look really dark and out of place and stuff. This show last night was the complete opposite of that. Yeah, uh, it was a real spectacle, and the in-ring work was just amazing. And uh, really surprised to see Jay Lethal uh, get pinned by yeah, Brody. Right. I mean, it was a really good match, and him going over clean speaks huge about what they see in him as the future of ROH. And uh, Bandito uh, winning the championship from Root was totally unexpected. I did not anticipate him winning. Yeah. Uh, I kind of thought Dragon Lee would beat uh, Deppen. Yeah, but I didn't think that Bandito was going to beat Roosh, and that match was really good too. Uh, real classic, you know, the heel trying to be dastardly and cheat his way out, and uh, you know the face coming back against all odds and getting beat down by Buddy's friends, and still coming out on top. I mean, it was just amazing. Real good stuff. Yeah, well, go, out, go out of your way to watch it. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, take our opinion for what it's worth, but if you do value it. Go out and check out that ROH show because uh, you won't be disappointed. I mean, like, you probably might have to skip through a couple of matches at the beginning, like Corey said. But overall, man, sit back and watch the rest of the show and you won't be disappointed. Uh, speaking of being disappointed, though, guys, <laughs> I know it's been a week, but last week's Raw delivered the lowest rating in the 28 his- year history of the show. So, with that being said, um, I have to talk about maybe some of our viewers, some of our fans, uh, giving us a little bit of grief, actually, for being a little bit too negative and a little bit uh, overly critical of the WWE product. However, I don't think we're the only ones by the look of it, because this rating is the biggest slap in the face that I've ever seen for Monday Night Raw. But it is totally justified. That show was the worst show I've ever seen. It had no continuity, had no creative writing, had no good matches, 
and I rolled my eyes so much that I pretty much went to bed. It was pretty bad. Um, I don't even want to go down through it, to be honest with you guys. I got notes there. Ricochet Morrison had another match. Randy Orton was gone. Uh, we had a random eight-woman tag with Asuka, Nikki Ash, Naomi, uh, whoever. Uh, I'm not even going to go down through it. This show was bad to the point where I'm not even watching it tonight. And I'm not like, well, I give up watching Raw. I just sincerely don't want to watch the show tonight. It don't interest me. I'd rather pop on Clash of Champions like I did the other night or some old wrestling if I want to watch some wrestling tonight. But I don't know, guys. It's uh, it's pretty desperate on Monday nights. Brett, are you going to be tuning in tonight? Uh, like how I watch Raw is kind of... I don't know. It's almost like a three-year-old with the remote. You know, you're just you're constant and with all cartoons channels on every channel. So you're just flick, 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 flick. Something catches your eye. A segment they might say, yeah, awesome. Like as I said, I was that traditionalist. I used to try to watch the beginning, see what the main event is if it's worth watching. Last week, I just kind of, you know, when they had Ricochet versus um, Johnny Drip again, I was like, guys, like you banged out a wicked match. Don't have to, you know, beat a, a dog, you know, just wait, wait a month yeah. and then have the match again. Like, you know, just, just because it was good. Don't mean you need to throw it at us again and say, oh, you guys liked it. Here it is again. And you know what? Not to cut you off. They're wrestling again tonight. Yeah. What a surprise. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, what is so, it? Like, drip, drip stick on a pole match or like, what are we, what are we got on the go here tonight? I Falls believe it's a last man standing match or a Falls Count Anywhere match, something along those lines. But why? Yeah. Why? Like why they? Why? Like where did this come from? Like okay, so they had one wicked match. He jumped over the the ropes and over the barrier. Cool. Like have Ricochet go against someone else. Have Johnny Drip Drip go against something else. These guys are the type of wrestlers that can make other wrestlers look amazing. And my God, if they haven't figured that out yet, you have AJ Styles, you have Johnny, you have John Morrison, you have Ricochet. Those three guys there can carry any piece of shit wrestler. So Vince, bring back the '80s and '90s cartoon guys, throw them into matches, make up some friggin' storylines, and let's get this show back on the rails. Because obviously, obviously, I'm thinking about today. Like, I was going to like be nice. I was like, listen, guys, like. WWE's not really wrestling anymore. You got to realize it's entertainment, but it's oh, not—it's yeah, totally. not even entertainment. Exactly. And like that's the thing. Like, if you had something on there that was legit good, like I can see where they're going with the Eva Marie and Drew drop, Drew drop, uh, Drew drop. That's kind of funny in a way. It got a bit of entertainment value to it. It has a little bit of story to it. Or the only thing that gets me going now on the show is um, RK Bro, and it's only the Bro lately. Yeah. So yes. you know, like, and it's and that's gonna, like, anything, like, they're they'll kill that, they'll beat that to death. He'll be where he's supposed to be, like one of the top stars, and all of us will give up on him because we're like, listen, for the past two and a half years, he's been thrown at us, thrown at us, thrown at us, thrown at us. We do not give a shit anymore. Yeah. Like, did I miss something though? And like, even in kayfabe world, but where is Randy Orton? Did they injure him or something that I missed on TV, or is he legit like on holiday or something? Like, no, they just haven't explained it. <laughs> He's no, just not there. I don't know, but uh, the rest of the show, guys, like Mustafa Ali versus Mansoor, 
Uh, we had a strap match. Was it between or was that last week? I can't even freaking remember. That was uh, Jackson Riker and Elias. Yeah. Uh, who else was there? There was someone. Oh, Lucha House Party beat T-Bar and Mace in an amazing tag match. Like, give me a break. <laughs> who wants to see that right now? Harry, uh, what was the highlight of Raw for you, honestly? <laughs> I can say that, but almost not laughing. But was there any highlights for you? Well, you know that part at the end when the little uh, trademark comes up on the bottom of the right-hand corner and you know the show's <laughs> over? That's it. That's it. That's the highlight. That You know. It's time oh, to go man. to bed. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's the same show every week. I, I, I defy people to tune in tonight and not say it's the same show. Like, if, especially if Ricochet and Johnny Drip Drip are going to go at it again. Charlotte and Rhea Ripley are going to have a confrontation of some kind. Uh, you know, like, what else? You know, what? It's so predictable. It's ridiculous. Bring back the crowds. That's it. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm walking out here now on the Thunderdome area, and I'm not coming back till the crowds are back. <laughs> now, there is, one, there is one thing that, like, not in a good way, what type of crazy Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre story are we getting tonight? <laughs> Because that was like I, I was kind of like do you know, as I was saying, I was flicking around and I was flicking around and that came on. And I was like half listening to it, half not. And then I was like, I think I just missed something like fo super foolish, super crazy. I'm pretty sure he just said something about the Loch Ness monster and that sword <laughs> and that sword being his tooth or something like that. And I was just like, Are we like like so anyone like me that's flicking around, all of a sudden you're just gonna be like click, see you later. They did set up a an interesting angle for that night, if you guys didn't realize. And as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Vince has been trying avidly to put some more stories behind these random matches. Um, Jinder Mahal, of all people, was in the back saying how Drew McIntyre didn't return his call. They were supposed to go bike riding on their motorcycles, but he didn't mm -hmm. return his call. Then three days later, he sent him a text and told him he was busy and I'll talk to you later and see you two or something and he used the, the number two instead of the word two. Like who was writing this stuff? Honestly, who was writing this? Right <laughs> said it, man. It's not entertaining. It's frustrating as hell because it's so stupid. That's I don't think any four of us here right now could not come up with a worse concept of a show if we honestly tried. Well actually that could be an entire show chat. The entire show could be Jinder Mahal versus people who do not call him back. <laughs> then he comes out and steals Drew McIntyre's sword. Like someone took that from the Jean-Pierre Lafitte Bret Hart leather jacket playbook from 1995. Like, <laughs> what the freak is that all about? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little too hot right now, but uh, I know someone that is a little pretty much hotter, maybe a little hotter than me about this. But Corey, what do you think, man? What were your thoughts on Monday Night Raw? Be gentle. It was horrible. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate Morrison and Ricochet had a match like the previous week, and it went over really well with the crowd. Got a lot of rave reviews, people talking about it. But they, like Brett said, it's like they take something that gets positive reviews and they beat it to death every week. It's repeat and repeat and repeat. It's like the show. Uh, it's like the writers just said, "Well, you know what? We're going back out on the road soon." Why don't we just like take this one script and just run it off for like the next three or four weeks and like change a word here and there and uh, and we'll see if that gets us by until we're on the road again. Um, 
I like the idea that Mustafa Ali and Lucha House Party were actually used on the show and actually got some wins because they start to, you know, they need to start developing characters and having them come over as winners, not just somebody that they trot out every so often for the 24-7 title and things like that. But it's just everything is so repetitive. Um, when it came to the Drew thing, where he had the sword and the story, the only thing that could have made that better was if all of a sudden they had like one of those GTV segments and they showed he was after dropping acid in the bathroom before he came out or something and he hallucinated the whole thing. At least it might have made it funny. It just came across as so hokey and stupid. Um, yes. I don't understand that. Um, I kind of think in that Randy Orton just decided he read the script and he decided, you know what, I'm going to stay home for a couple of weeks and take a couple of weeks off. I'm embarrassed by this. I don't want to come into work. Right. Um, Rhea and Charlotte, again, who am I supposed to be cheering for there? You know, each of them are the heel. The uh, crutch. Rhea, Rhea the fake, you know, using the crutch, and Charlotte said, that's what I would have done. And, okay, like, that's fine. You guys are both bad. Is the point of their feud to make both of them as unlike unlikable as possible? Because if that's the point, I like I can't even tell you that. I can't even tell you that because it doesn't seem like there's a point to it. There's no. not. They're not trying to point out as one of them is the good guy anymore. It's just no. a matter of well, you're already bad, so I'm going to do bad things too. Right. So is that you're trying to teach that you know two wrongs do make a right or something? I don't know. It's very confusing. And the thing that really caps it off for me is Jackson Riker um, continually getting pushed. This week, he actually won the match by himself after you know, Truth left the ring because of the 24-7 title, and he beat Cedric and Elias by himself. Um, right. This guy has no charisma whatsoever. He looks big. You know, He comes across as a real muscular dude, and I guess that's why Vince sees him, but he is just awful. Uh, I don't think he's a very good wrestler. Um, you know, he comes out to the ring whipping himself for like weeks, and that's supposed to make us like him. I don't know. He, he's horrible. And the stuff that he has in his past going against him doesn't win him over with me at all. Um, yeah. Um, the women's stuff, I'm tired of Alexa already. I wish that stuff would just end. Uh, I've kind of warmed up to uh, Nikki Cross being the superhero. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> um, but the other stuff with uh, Dewdrop and Eva, I can see the comedic value in it, but from a logic standpoint, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. The writers just don't care anymore. I'm kind of hopeful that this being the last show from the Performance Center uh, or from the Thunderdome or whichever place it is, uh, you know, will be the end, and maybe we'll start to see some changes in Raw moving forward. Uh, but yeah, I won't be watching it tonight. Uh, I know that this episode is already taped, so knowing that they're just going to repeat what they probably did last week with a few minor changes, uh, I, don't, I don't feel I have to watch it. And that's the problem with Raw. It never feels like I have to watch the next episode. No, no. Ever. I mean, it's I mean, been that, that way for years for me personally. I could always I could find something of value from it or something, something a little bit entertaining. But like Brett said, the entertaining stuff is gone now. They're just... It's not even entertaining anymore. Oh, so, they just like, hammer it. They I got no other choice but to roll my eyes or curse and swear on it because it should be better, guys. It should be better. The roster they have and the production and everything at their disposal, this show should be the best wrestling show on television. But it's not. It's not yeah. at all. It's brutal. It's pretty sad for a flagship show to be this bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, moving on to the other side of the coin, we got NXT this past week. Uh, quickly run down through this, guys. I don't want to rush you too much, but we are running up on some time here. But uh, Great American Bash, good show overall. Uh, tag match was a little disappointing in my eyes because I wanted Ciampa and Thatcher to win, but uh, they didn't. And also the cross uh, Gargano match was moved to now this week, which was kind of a little bait and switch in my opinion. But overall, it was a decent show. Uh, LA, LA Knight and uh, Cameron Grimes had a solid match. Uh, Grimes now will be serving as LA Knight's butler. Uh, the old Seinfeld stipulation came into effect there. Uh, that should be interesting. Surprisingly, we have new tag team champions with Io Shirai and Saray as they beat the way. Uh, Tegan Knox returned at the end of that and went after Candice LeRae. So it looks like they're going to have a feud, maybe. Uh, <laughs> get into that a little bit later. Corey mentioned she uh, debuted on SmackDown. So I don't know if it's going to be one of those things maybe where Kevin Owens, remember when he actually fought Cena, but he was still the NXT champ? Yeah. Maybe they could do something along those lines, but it looks like old Tegan is going to be uh, called up, so maybe that's going to be going nowhere. Um, main event, of course, was Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, another solid match. Yes, um, I was a little disinterested, to be 100% honest. I mean, I can't uh, take too much away from the boys. They're obviously very talented, but I think I said it during the preview last week. Been there, done that. Uh I'm kind of looking for different matchups. And I mean, as good as they are together, I just wasn't really feeling this. Uh, the highlight for the show for me personally was the hit row performance. Um, a lot of people online uh, celebrated this because they weren't expecting it. And I felt the same way. I did not know uh, B-Fab, I believe her name is B-Fab. And Top Dollar were actually uh, rappers. I know Isaiah Swerve Scott dabbled in it years ago but uh really cool i don't know it went a little bit longer than some people would have liked but uh i like this uh overall i'll give the show a thumbs up obviously nxt a little bit biased but uh what were the thoughts on that harry what do you think overall buddy what were your thoughts on great american well, I, I'm, I'm right there with you for that hit row performance i gotta tell you that, that was like the best thing ever I, because yeah. at first i thought it was just gonna be like oh generic rap act on wrestling you know it's yeah. like but then they got up and absolutely decimated us you know it's like it's like really good it could almost be like a legitimate song like you'd hear on the radio pretty much right. um the women's tag of course i gotta love the women's tag of course they were my picks <laughs> in the pool uh so how could i not be happy about that um i wish tomaso champa had won the tag match him and the tim thatcher uh pretty much and uh I wish the Cross Gargano match had been on that week. Yeah. I feel like it's not going to get a proper build up this week or with the undercard. Yeah, they added Samoa Joe as the guest referee for that one, too, by the way. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they could possibly even do a title switch there because there is word that Karrion Cross could be getting the old uh, demotion mm. to the main roster. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Brett, what are your thoughts on the Great American Bash? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Did you watch awesome. it all? Awesome show. Watch it from beginning to end. Yeah. Uh, man, like, one thing, why don't people like MSK? Like, I think that they're in, like, there's something about, like, I don't know what it is. Like, they could, yes, 
they were forced on us and they were just kind of thrown to the scene. They were, okay, these guys are the champs. But man, like when they do three or four moves in a row, like those guys are awesome. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I, I love watching their matches. They don't have much charisma. There's not much, like, I guess, taking away the whole dope angle from them, you know, getting away from the rascals thing. But for wrestling, man, like, I'll watch them anytime they're on for the next little while. Um, you know I'm a big Adam Cole fan, but I, I do agree with you guys. Like, it's uh, it's redundant. The match was good, you know. But when you look at the last match, like, they went to so many extremes to put each other away. And, you know, yes, he... He got the Canadian destroyer on him three times. Um, but still, like, it's just something, like, it's getting to the point now, like, are they going to have a gun and, like, shoot each other? Is that how, like, people are going to win the match? Uh, that Cameron Grimes and L.A. Knight thing is going to be amazing. Like, that is just, they're going to print money from that. Uh, you know, we're, we, we know where it's going to go. Maybe, and maybe we might get a Virgil. We might get a Virgil sighting. NXT. I know he he don't mind uh, asking Brooke Hogan to give him twenty bucks uh, for a picture and an autograph. I don't know if you guys heard about that story. They seen each other in the airport, and uh, you know, hey, how are you? Da, da, da. You know, I'm Hogan's daughter, and he's like, oh, you want a picture? Well, that's that's twenty. That's uh, ten dollars autograph. <laughs> that's ten. You might as well get the twenty five dollars special. And like, it's funny. Like, I have buddies who like will poke a beer at uh, Virgil every now and then. He'll talk to you on Twitter. He'll talk to you on Facebook. Like, my buddies were down WrestleMania one time. They almost got him out for a night. Like, you don't care. As long as you're paying, Virgil, Virgil's down for a night. Uh, a little bit off the point there. But, yeah, like, NXT is the one thing that you can watch it. You can set your clock to it. You're going to be like, man, this is going to be a good show. And it, and it was. Yeah. Uh, Corey, what were your thoughts overall, man? Uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, overall, uh, it was good. Uh, I must be the only person in the world that really didn't care about Hit Row. <laughs> I mean, it was cool, well, when, they came out of, when they came out at the beginning and they did like the rap part at the beginning that wasn't part of their theme song. That was okay. Uh, but then the rest of it was them singing their theme song, which I would expect all the wrestlers to know anyway. So it really didn't come across as special to me. Maybe if they come out and they start doing some freestyle stuff like John Cena or something, then maybe I'll be impressed. Um, uh, what Brett said about Grimes and Knight, I can't wait for that stuff to be going on. I totally think that Grimes at some point will drop like a Virgil reference. Like somebody will ask him to do something. He'll say that'll be 25 bucks and I will just die. That will be the <laughs> end of me for sure. Um, yeah, I felt disappointed that uh, Gargano and Cross didn't have their match. Uh, I do think that this week uh, that Gargano will probably beat Cross through nefarious means, <laughs> in quotes, uh, to take the title off him and move him over to SmackDown. Uh, well, I think SmackDown probably. Uh, I'm surprised to see the Women's Championship change hands, though, the way it did. I uh, was not expecting uh, Io Shirai and uh, Zoe Stark to, uh, to win those championships away. But it kind of makes me think that if they are going to go through with Gargano being the champion and kind of pushing him almost as a face again, that they needed to get uh, you know, the titles off those girls to probably try and transition them to being faces too. And at the end, when Dexter Loomis came out and took uh, Indy Hartwell away again to reform, uh, I can't remember what they used to call them now, Dixus or something like that, uh, 
you know, that kind of really cemented that in my mind that, yeah, they're going to start transitioning the way to be faces again. Um, seeing Tegan Knox return at the end of uh, that match and attack Candace, and then she shows up on SmackDown. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, I didn't care. <laughs> she showed up. Uh, they made this big thing about it. I really hadn't noticed there was a battery vignettes that they were showing. So I had no idea what the graphic was when they showed up on the screen and she came out. No idea. Um, Colin O'Reilly's match was great. Um, the issue I had with it is just that I don't know what they're going to do uh, from here on out. Um, Cole going over uh, is great. I mean, I love Adam Cole. Uh, you know, Adam Cole, baby. Um, but Kyle and they've, they've fought so many times now. And... Cole has done everything already in NXT. I really don't know him having the victory if it's the right call. It seemed like it was probably the idea that maybe that O'Reilly probably should have picked up the win here, uh, unless Cole is sticking around, as I think, to probably fight Samoa Joe at some point. Um, maybe he'll play a role in the match this week between Gargano and Cross. Um, but we'll see. But I'm so looking forward to the whole... Uh, Rhymes as Knights Butler and doing stuff bad on purpose. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that. Yeah. Can't wait for it to start. <laughs> Overall, a really good show. The in ring stuff is always good. Uh, but yeah, really good. Sorry about that, fellas. I had a little bit of connectivity issues. I don't know if you got some uh, disruptions there. If you did, I apologize. Um, yeah, I overall, great show. <laughs> What's that? I kept it going when I noticed your screen was frozen. Thank you. I covered for you. What a pal. Kicking me off, getting a hot tag. Yeah. Um, we'll run down through Dynamite real quick, guys, and uh, then we're going to call it a night. But uh, uh, Dynamite this week had about 800K, which was down a little bit from their previous week, but still a pretty solid number. That's seemingly where they're going to be hovering for the next uh, little while, seemingly. Um off the top, Cody QT started it with a strap match. Wasn't my cup of tea, but uh, then again, uh, QT Marshall never really is. Um, Kenny Hangman had a big face-off to set up their matchup coming up uh, all out, coming up uh, September 5th. Uh, Hangman, huge, massively over, only going to be getting bigger in front of bigger audiences. Uh, MJF Jericho had a little promo which involved a fan jumping the rail and getting into the ring. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, Andrade had his debut in the ring. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Statlander beat the Blade and the Bunny in an intergender match, which, which is exactly where Orange Cassidy should be, in my opinion. Uh, Dan Lambert of America's Top Team MMA uh, caught a promo, which Pretty much would suffice to be a Jim Cornette uh, knockoff, in my opinion. Uh, something I, I honestly was hoping they would do. But uh, the biggest thing of the night, in my opinion, was the debut of Mr. Malachi Black, a.k.a. Tommy End, a.k.a. Alistair Black. And the shot that he showed up within 30 days, a uh, filing error in the offices of WWE, I'm not making this shit up, folks. Uh, <laughs> apparently, when he switched over to the main roster, his NXT contract didn't uh, recognize the 30-day clause and change it to a 90-day clause. Therefore, Alistair Black, now Malachi Black, 
made his way to AEW super early and shocked the world, basically, because only so many people knew about us. Um, Jungle Boy got a trophy, and in the end, the Bucks retained their titles over Penta and Eddie Kingston. Uh, not to go too little long there, a lot to unpack, but uh, decent show, guys. Decent show. It was uh, titled Road Rager. It was their first big uh, four-way into uh, audiences for this July calendar month. But uh, thumbs up for me. I mean, there was some stuff that was a little, you know, not my cup of tea. But I won't get too far into that to, in order to be uh, negative. But overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, biggest thing was Malachi Black for me, obviously. But what were your thoughts on it, Harry? What did you think of the old Dynamite from last Wednesday? I, I liked this. I liked this. Uh, I thought the Hangman and Omega exchange was really good. It really built it up there. I, I it made me interested that want to see him be the one to take the title off of Omega for sure. If anybody is going to do it, it's going to be Hangman Page. Um, Malachi Black. That was the moment of the night. That's you know how we talk about you know uh, these guys just show up and they go. Hey, you know, it's me. Uh, I'm here. No. Malachi Black showed up and spin-kicked Aaron Anderson in the face. It doesn't get any better than that. Aaron took a good bump, too. Yes. And then he turned around to Cody, or he tried to. Yeah. And God bless the person who made that clerical error in WWE. They're probably without a job now, but, you know, that's it. Oh, Cody. God bless them. But how WWE is that, though? I mean, they are the punching bag because of so many wrong decisions or seemingly wrong decisions they've made. But this whole thing, man, that was just like the, the cherry on the top. Everyone figured Aleister Black, Tommy End, Malachi Black now would be going to AEW, but not so soon. So I think the fact that, you know, he showed up in the 30 days as opposed to 90, that was just a big kicker. Brett, what do you think? He was a little too quiet. That's what I think. He uh, was a little too quiet because you know, he knew. I, I love this. I love the whole show, to be honest with you. I think they're back on track. Uh, I'm a little bit more pro AEW, I think, than the rest of the crowd here. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, Malachi Black. The only thing I didn't like about it is they kind of flubbed on his name. Like, they were talking That's about Tom Gaines, and they were talking about... Like, it was yet again one of those things where, like, I know who he is. I know his real name is. But a lot of, like, casual wrestling fans would be like, what in the hell are these guys talking about? Hmm. So that's one thing. Like, they got to get a little bit more continuum. They got to get out of this, like, looking through this, uh, like, this many people, hourglass with some of the stuff. Yeah. That they say. Get a little bit more generic. But listen, he looked great. The oh, I thing was cool. Throw him against Cody. That's the way it's going to go. Um now, guys, one thing that I really want to find out next week: what was what was Aaron going to say? What was, <laughs> what was his big reveal? What was his announcement? Yeah, what was his what announcement? Was the, uh... like what you know, like what was it going to be? <laughs> Nothing, obviously. <laughs> that could be the new thing. He comes out every week and tries to get it out, and and Malika comes out and kicks him in the face. They're going to every watch The young bucks are going to watch it, man. Just the style of matches they're having. Like right now, it seems like they're the workhorse of Dynamite. Uh, if they're going to keep having these street matches, like they ain't going to be having too many more of those matches. Like I know the guys are younger and stuff like that, but and, you know, we're probably complaining. Oh my God, we'll never see the young bucks or, you know, last year they're half empty or half full. 
That's the only thing I got to really complain. Like they're really, really driving home that they're trying to make these guys look superstars. Uh, I can't stand their outfits. I guess just working. Like I really generally hate the Young Bucks more and more every week. I was talking about that with a friend of mine. We went out for coffee this week and we we're talking about the show and uh, the way the Bucks and Kenny are playing off their characters now. And I mean, me and Corey talked about this as well. It's like the X-Pac heat, but they feel like they're doing such a great job as heels and everyone hates us. Da, yeah. da, da, da. No, it's not. It's the exact opposite. Actually, they're hating you because you're douchebags and you're actual <laughs> douchebags. <laughs> like, sorry, guys. I mean, you know, Nick and Matt Jackson aren't watching this show, so I'm not going to watch my P's and Q's, but you're you're playing douchebags, but you're actual douchebags. So there's quite a difference there, fellas. I don't know. I wouldn't be uh, patting myself on the back Barry Horowitz style over that. Corey, what are your thoughts overall on Dynamite? I mean, it was a good show, but I'm sure you'll find show. something to uh, maybe. No, it was a good show. Uh, a few disappointing things uh, that Cody didn't manage to slap the face entirely off of QT with that strap. Um, if I never see QT Marshall on my TV again, it'll be too soon. Really don't like that guy. Um, seeing Jericho and MJF in the ring together, like for their segment. They try to be a little too clever. Uh, I didn't like the fact that the fan came up and, you know, Jericho punched him or whatever. And then the two of them felt the need to refer to the fan as fat, as like a derogatory thing. Didn't really care for that. I came across as pretty classless. Uh, Andrade had his in-ring debut uh, against Matt Seidel in a good match. Uh, I thought that Matt Seidel put up too much of a fight to kind of make Andrade feel like a big deal. But yeah, at least yeah. it was good to see, you know, he got in there, and you know the ring rust kind of came off. The black mask suit he wore, the Batman villain-inspired costume, was really cool looking. I gotta say, I really enjoyed that. Uh, when Dan Lambert, or when they showed um, uh, Misha Tate and Corey um, Masvidal out in the crowd, and then Dan Lambert, when Dan Lambert got in the ring and cut that promo, I thought that was the best <laughs> thing on the show. I thought I must have fallen asleep and sleepwalked into the ring, and I had the mic in my hand. <laughs> I thought it was me. Uh, he was saying everything I've ever thought about AEW and uh, wrestling in general over the last few years. Uh, but seeing, you know, um, Tommy End, I refuse to refer to him as, you know, Malachi. I don't like that name at all. Um, you know, the way that the announcers flubbed over it and referred to him by three different names in the span yeah, of a yeah. minute. Was really poor. again not to cut you off. That was Excalibur and Excalibur alone, pretty. Oh much. no doubt, no doubt. But I mean, all oh they had to do was just say, oh, oh, you know, it's, "That guy it's is here. It's Tommy. He to <laughs> I wrestled him. They didn't, I him. <laughs> they didn't even need to have him referred to by name. They could have just said, "That guy. He used to be with WWE. You know, he used to be such and such." And then just leave it at that. And then have a segment this week where he would introduce himself and say who he is. It was right. so confusing. I just did not care for that at all. Um, and the Bucks, I just refused to talk about them. I'm over them <laughs> altogether. <laughs> just not I mean, everyone, you know, as I said before, some people like to give us some flack for being so negative against AEW, but I mean, God damn it, they're, I don't know, it's uh, justified most of the time. But hey, take a picture, take a snap, write this date down. I'm actually saying I enjoyed Dynamite last week, so I can't even uh, pick it apart too much because. The stuff that I'm picking about too much, too, guys, it's to the point now where I don't even give a shit anymore to, like Corey just said about the Bucks. I'm not even wasting my time. So, 
<laughs> on the Friday Night SmackDown, quickly, guys. Uh, G- Jimmy Uso featured one day removed from his uh, DUI arrest. As we mentioned at the top of the show, what the f? What the f? Like, have some, have some guts, guys, and do something. You know, like I don't understand this. Uh, no repercussions for that, of course. Uh, we also had Shotzi now by just the one name, and Knox just by the one name. Debuting from NXT on SmackDown now, and they pinned Natalia and Tamina, the tag team women's tag team champions. Uh, as we mentioned, Bianca Belair and Bailey is off the Money in the Bank card. However, Carmella is now in that slot, and she will be challenging Bianca on the Friday SmackDown coming up, the live one in Houston. So that's a little bit eh. Uh, Liv Morgan added to the Money in the Bank, and as of today, I just uh, found out that Natalia is also added to the Money in the Bank match, which is a little bit of a head-scratcher. I think they're starting to realize they don't have too many women on the roster after all. <laughs> and as Corey mentioned earlier, Tony Storm uh, vignette, uh, she'll be coming to SmackDown soon. I don't know why they just don't shove her in the Money in the Bank right now. Uh, other than that, qualifier Shinsuke is in the Money in the Bank, uh, and Seth Rollins is in the Men's Money in the Bank as well. Uh, decent show. Uh, the whole Jimmy Uso thing kind of threw me off. I'm not a real social justice warrior by any means, but I think this was just a slap in the face to anyone who watched it and knew the difference. It was, uh, I don't know, a little distracting in my opinion. But guys, what were the overall quick thoughts on SmackDown the other night, this past SmackDown? Corey? Um, yeah, I mean, the Jimmy Uso thing really did leave a bad taste in my mouth. They opened the show uh, with him being on camera. I just thought it was really uh, tasteless. Um, sorry to see Shotzi and Knox, as we're being referred to now, lose their names. I don't understand why they do that. Uh, but it was good to see them there. I mean, I think that, you know, they are deserving of a roster push, uh, particularly Shotzi. Um, Tegan Seems weird timing after she just came back and uh, showed up on the uh, or the, uh, the in your house or you no know, takeover the other day not takeover whatever it was called great match. Great great match. Match. there you go um, I'm kind of worried for Keegan Knox not to cut you off there again man sorry uh, that girl's had three major knee surgeries now and most recently she had similar to Bailey ACL MCL tear in both knees. So she's got the old double brace stone cold going on and uh, it don't seem to be slowing her down or stopping her, but there's certain points during that match. I seen like that was her first major match back. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried. I don't know. I'm a little worried. I don't think, I think she's got the Chelsea green syndrome whereby you you come back and have a match and get injured and be off again. So uh, I don't think think we got anything to worry about because that's the only push we'll ever see poor old, Shotzi and Knox get in their career because we all know what happens. This listen, I I would love to be open minded as anything, but we all know what happens to NXT people. Now the women get a oh, little yeah. bit, women get a little bit better with treatment, and they kind of sometimes uh, just going off at a tangent, but like women's wrestling was what wrestling was fifteen years ago. So you can kind of do stuff like not everything was done in wrestling than it was in women's wrestling. Like, they can still do those. That's why Becky Lynch took off like she did. That's why when you bring characters up and these matches that we haven't seen before, we don't mind them or we like them. Sort of getting off topic there, but 
that's yeah. why some of that can work. But it's a sin, man. Like you bring in, I think Shotzi Black. If they market her right, she could be a mega superstar. Oh, okay. guess what? She's thrown into the fire now, and I totally agree when you said that stone cold knee brace. That was the first thing when Knox came back. I was just like, I was like, man, like, did she get that brace off Stone Cold? And like, it's when the is same she- though. I mean, I I really like uh, Tegan Knox. Uh, as far back as when she was Nixon Newell, I believe her name was back in the indie days, and when she came into uh, the May Young Classic, she was slated to even win the second one. Uh, as far as I know, and. She's a Triple H girl. Like, I know it's kind of shitty to say it now where she's on the main roster, but I can't help but, like, think that she'll be taken care of. And same with uh, Shotzi, which is unfortunate because the whole Shotzi Blackheart thing was a little tribute to uh, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Real big rocker fan, real rocker girl. So that kind of takes away a little bit of her, uh, you know, personality or identity. But hopefully they'll be taken care of. I don't know. Harry, what do you think? Uh, No, I'm... I mean, it's it, it's a main roster call-up. So, you know, with the women, I find it can go either way. Um, they've already lost their last names. That's not a great sign. But at the same time, though, I think Natty and Tamina came out on the worst end of that deal. <laughs> I mean, they, they lost, like, right yeah. off the bat to, to, to the two Holding the belts, man. Yeah. And Natty's reward is to go into the Money in the Bank match for some reason. I, like, I don't understand. Yeah, I caught that today. So I don't know if that's going to be uh... – made sense of this week at some point, but I don't know. Like, like three people. Yeah. <laughs> well, that so, means there's one slot left, right? So that would yeah. be seven. So who's yeah. getting the other slot? Well, I think that they missed an opportunity here by they took Carmella out and put her in the match against Bianca when they could have kept Carmella in there and probably put somebody like, like Tony against Belair to make a shocking debut. And then the two spots that were left over, they could have put Eva Marie and Dewdrop in there. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like to see Carmella get put out of the match because it was such a sticking point in the whole thing with Liv Morgan where she complained that Carmella just got slotted in by uh, Sonya Deville while Liv you know, was fighting week after week and she doesn't get named. So um, yeah. yeah, it just seemed like they were in a rush to come up with a way to you know have Bailey not be in the match because of her injury. Uh, and they, this is the best they can come up with on short notice. Uh, Carmella, I guess, is like the top person after Bailey just because she's been around the longest, uh, and she's not in the tag team champions with uh, Natalia and Tamina. So um, I'm not really looking forward to that match. I'm not a big Carmella fan. I think her gimmick is great. Uh, I don't think she's that good in the ring, uh, and I think that Bianca should have had a tougher opponent uh, I think, than Carmella. I'm just glad it's on television rather than at the pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, what's the chances of Sonya Deville maybe naming herself as the last contestant or the last competitor? I don't know. Possibly. I haven't heard if she's, like, getting ready to come back and make an in-ring return or not. She's really know. enjoying like- her role, I think, on screen right now. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't heard anything about her moving back to an active competitor status. I don't know. I'd like to see it. I mean, I always enjoyed her in the ring, to be honest. And it's been pretty much almost a year exactly now. She competed at last year's SummerSlam against uh, Mandy Rose. That was her last match. So it's been about a year. But I don't know. I always like Sonya Deville. I think she's pretty good. But maybe, uh, maybe Becky Lynch might be coming back. Have you seen the picture of Becky Lynch lately? Oh yeah, she yep. looks good. She looks, she looks good. good. <laughs> yeah. God love her. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
coming to the end here, folks. If you're still with us, appreciate you uh, hanging on there, watching. Uh, we're going to end it now with our question of the week. So, guys, uh, we had a little chat about this, and we came up with, who is your favorite current wrestler outside of WWE and AEW? The big two, I guess we'll call it. So uh, let's throw it around the board. I'm going to start with Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo, Harry. Of course, Harry Ware. Let's start it out with you, buddy. <laughs> did you do your homework, Harry? Yes, I did. I did. Yeah. I, you know, I, I've come to the realization that, that Impact is not one of the big two. So I'm going to pick Sammy Callahan. Oh, okay. Nice. nice. Sammy Callahan's a good pick. Um, Sammy obviously got the big match uh, coming up against Kenny Omega next Saturday. So hopefully we'll be talking about that more before we actually get into that show because it's uh, it's going to be a big one, Slimeversary. Uh, Corey, to you, buddy, who's your favorite current uh, wrestler outside of the big deuce? I had to think about it for a while, and I kind of boil it down to two. Uh, Will Ospreay came to mind first. I'm a big fan of Will's from back in you know the last few years. Uh, but ultimately, overall, I went with current MLW champion Jacob Fatu. Uh, that guy is just a beast in the ring. Uh, so impressed with the way he's able to move and carry himself as a big guy. There's a reason why he's been the champion there now for going on two years. Looking forward to seeing him have a war with Alex Hammerstone uh, whenever they decide to uh, move forward with that. But, uh, yeah, definitely Jacob Fatu. Great, uh, great talent. Nice, nice. Uh, I'm going to throw mine in there because I got a feeling Brett might say the same. No, I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> Brett, you go ahead because I got a feeling yours is the same as mine. Go ahead. What, Johnny Swinger? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Swing King. Oh, Swing God. Daddy. Uh, there's one thing I, I know we're kind of running long, but like, so they had a segment on Impact this past week where they went to his casino <laughs> and he wasn't there. Chris Saban sat down. And he was talking to, uh, what are they called? The swingettes? Yes. So, swingette number two. How was how did your cat's uh, surgery go, by the way? Just before he was attacked by Moose? Like, just those little, like, stuff where you're just like, man, like, I don't know. That made me die laughing. But at the same time, I'm like, who makes up this shit? Like, really? Still better written than raw. Oh, my God. Right. Swingette number two. How did your cat surgery go there last week? Like, it. You know, don't your answer just gets back by most, and that's it. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, I, I'm gonna change my thing because I think I might have the same one as you do. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna go with Nido, he uh, okay. uh, or or yeah, like just like his run that he had, um, not this Wrestle Kingdom, the Wrestle Kingdom before kind of made me uh think you know he's amazing and um his he's never has a bad match it was one of those things where he had i think it was like a four-year struggle for him to get the belt no i went back and watched all that stuff so i thought it was pretty amazing yeah tetsuya naito is uh definitely one of my favorites from new japan with this question i was thinking new japan right away and i was like so who would i pick from new japan you know i like osprey i like uh even tanahashi I love Hiromu Takahashi, but then I was like, no, I'm going to probably go back to the one I originally thought of, and that's Josh Alexander. This guy, we've been giving props on our show for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Um, again, never had a bad match. I He's the reason I won't watch Impact, and when he's not on the show, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have said it as well, but 
Not the same show when he's not on it, guys. Yeah. Uh, current X Division champ. Uh, hopefully, before the end of uh, December 31st, he'll, he'll have a shot at that Impact title because he deserves it, man. He's a great, great wrestler. Uh, you just need that little bit more, maybe a manager or something to put with him, put him over the top. But, uh, yeah, Alexander definitely gets my uh, answer for this one. Um, closing it up now, fellas. Anything else you guys wanted to cover before we uh, put a lid on this week's show? I know, uh, Brett, you just mentioned Naito. Naito and uh, Sonata beat the Dangerous Techers of uh, New Japan fame for the tag titles there over the weekend at Summer Struggle. Um, nothing else really from that show was uh, great. The night before, they had a decent uh, junior heavyweight title match between El Fantasmo and shoot, I should have wrote it down. Can't remember. Anyway, uh, I got to catch up on those shows because I haven't actually watched them. So that's something for me to do this week. But uh, overall, I think we've pretty much covered everything that we wanted to. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out, as you notice in Harry's uh, on-screen display, our sponsor right up top, Fogtown. Um, I'm actually going to give away, shoot, a t-shirt right now. Give me one second. I got to get the names. Talk amongst yourselves. Hmm. We're live, pal. Well, one one thing I'm gonna I'm gonna say, guys. My name's not in there. I don't watch a whole lot of uh, Ring of Honor, but like I gave it a chance last night, and what a great surprise that was! Oh yeah, like we oh, talk man. about, we don't talk a whole lot about New uh, New Japan, but if you ever get a chance to go back and watch the Wrestle Kingdoms, just watch them; they're great. Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, a few months ago, I had some. Uh, trivias that were on Facebook Live in the Wrestling Shed group, which you should join right now if you're not already a member. Uh, type in Wrestling Shed and just join our group. But we uh, had a little trivia there, so I threw in some names. I also had some posts up over the past couple of weeks in which people uh, got involved and people that shared and tweeted everything. So I'm going to pick a name right now for this beautiful prize, which I'll show off. And the winner is Corey Ware. Honest to God, hey. Corey Ware. <laughs> what, what? This seems like so made up, but wow, shitload of names here. But Ross predictable. Whoa, <laughs> man! I was going to say, about, as soon as you start laughing, I was like, one, one of us definitely won it. Here you go, fellas. That's your new shirt, Corey. Awesome, Ooh, thank you. Oh, thank baby. You. Sorry, <laughs> fellas. Anyone that didn't win. Um, be sure to share, like, all that fancy stuff for us. Um, and go down and check out Fogtown down on 134 Water Street here in St. John's, Newfoundland. Get yourself a fresh cut for the summer. Uh, I also got some stickers here for you, Corey. Boop, boop. Neat. Fogtown, baby. So, yeah, anyone that goes to uh, Fogtown, check them out. Tell them that Newfoundland – or tell them that uh, Wrestling Shed sent you. And if you're not going to be down there, uh, even go online. Check out the fogtownbarber.com. Go to the side shop. Check out all their uh, excellent T-shirts, hats, and all that fancy stuff. And use the Wrestling Shed code for 10% off. That's right. Save yourself a few bucks thanks to your friends here at the Wrestling Shed. Uh, guys, it's about that time. Uh, almost an hour and a half. A little bit of a rest, juicy rest uh, double up job. Peace, Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Mr. Wonderful. My God, thank you, Brett. A little late uh, story to add to this. Uh, Mr. Wonderful at the age of 71. 
passed away uh, yesterday, actually, late last night. So uh, we want to give a shout out to him, one of the greatest heels of the 80s and even into the 90s, WCW. So uh, check out a Mr. Wonderful match in memory of him tonight. And uh, may I suggest the Hulk Hogan cage match that he actually won. I so, totally uh, agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, guys, I want to thank you all. Harry, thank you so much for joining us. Your kick-ass graphics and the sponsorship down at the bottom. Brett, Mr. Wonderful Jr., of course. Thank you so much once again. And Corey, Iron Man, still intact. Ten. Thanks, buddy. Mr. Corey. The closest Weirfo. I'll ever get to be anything next to Sean Spears is the perfect thing. <laughs> well, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> we won't get into that. But anyway, Sean Spears, God love you. And God love you folks for watching us. We appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Shed. Uh, our handles are on the screen there if you want to follow any of us individually. But if you see us in public, don't follow us at all. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, guys. Wrestling Shed Live will be back next week. Good night. And we're still going because this thing never cuts.